Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Vera, and today is joining me is Eli. Um, and we're going to kind of flip things around today. Today, Eli is going to be telling a story. So what do you got, Eli? Have you ever heard of the third wave? Not really. No? Well. Is it people that wave three times? You wish. It'd be a lot better than this, is I'll it, tell you that. Is it a really annoying thing that happens at baseball games? No, oh, but the wave okay. is annoying at baseball games. And people get so mad when you don't do it. <laughs> but instead, no, we're going we're gonna to go down to 1967 Palo Alto, California, um, at Cooberly High School. Weird name for a school. Okay. Um, really weird. So this guy, Ron Jones, he's a 25-year-old teacher at this high school, just graduated college. Um, his former students describe him as charismatic, well-loved, and overall a cool teacher. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. That's, that's always a good label. That's a the great cool label. Guy. The cool guy. The cool teacher. young guy. Um, he even let his students call him Ron instead of Mr. Oh, Jones. He's, he's so cool. That'd be like someone walking by like, Joe, what's up? <laughs> yeah, see, um, everyone wanted to be in his world history classes. This is when people, you know, liked history. <laughs> they could, so they could call him Ron. Yes. Okay. Um, Jones was also a member of the Youth Socialist Party. Um, their entire goal was to train kids to become socialists and lead the next generation of America. I'm pretty sure that's not allowed these days. <laughs> it was in 1967. Uh -huh. Different times. Yes. Um, this high school was known for their unorthodox methods of teaching. Um, the teachers at these schools would use uh, different experiments or simulations to get their uh, overall point across. And um, the Board of Education and the principals allowed these all the time. Well, there's nothing wrong with simulations. No, They're no. just really hard to plan, to do, plan and right. they take a lot of time. You know, student interaction. Yes. You student need, to, you need yeah. a lot of moving parts in there. Um, so Jones begins his unit on World War II, um, and as he nears the end, you know, one of the major things on World War II is the Holocaust. And his students didn't understand how the people in Germany, the citizens of Germany, would allow Hitler to do what he did in the Holocaust. Like, why didn't they do anything about it? And uh, Ron Jones was having a hard time answering this question. I mean, if a student asked you that, would you be able to answer that question? I believe so. You do? I believe the students I've taught can kind of understand what was going on and yeah. figure it out. Like, if you don't go along with the party, you're going to go bye-bye. It's also a different time. I mean, 1967 is still pretty close to World War II. That's true. So, yeah, I feel like you guys have been a lot more exposed to the Holocaust and things like that. Right. So you probably right. do have a little bit more of a grip on what actually happened. Right. Well, Jones' students didn't. Okay. And so the Friday before April, Ron Jones decides he's going to conduct one of his special experiments, and it's going to tell and help the students learn this concept. I have a feeling this isn't going to go well. It's not. <laughs> the experiment was cleared by the principal and the, the staff, like the uh, administration staff of the school, and it was supposed to be a one-day simulation on Monday. Okay. This is going to go the entire week. Well, at least you had the uh, mindset to go and ask the principal, is this okay? Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, he's there you he's go. not completely crazy yet. So, over the weekend, Ron Jones collects his information, and right around comes Monday. It's the first week of April. Jones has 30 kids in each of his three world history classes, all right? 
So when he walks in, no, no, he's not this charismatic, cool teacher anymore. He's super serious. He doesn't say good morning to the students, and he starts making them call him Mr. Jones. So already the students are like, what's happening? Why is he, what's changed? Um, and also in his class, he allowed like the students just to like move the desks around, and mm -hmm. like they could sit wherever they want, and he didn't. He had all the desks lined up in one row down the middle of the class. It's really weird. So Mr. Jones no longer Mr. Cool Guy. No, oh, he's wow. actually Mr. Jones now. Oh. So he had them sit up straight in their desks. This is the first part. He made each student sit up straight with the best posture possible to see what they had. How dare he? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no sleeping in class. Well, he walked down the row and like fixed each child's posture and then had them put their hands at their lower back and basically push up so that they could have the best possible posture. Like, this guy is not serious. Like, he's, he's not kidding about this. I had a teacher that did that once to me. That's <laughs> it was in my typing class. She grabbed my ears <laughs> so I would sit up straight. Wow, that's uh, different times. Still, still traumatized. Wow. <laughs> he, uh, after this, he told each student to stand up and head into the hallway. He was trying to teach them discipline. This was, this was his overarching goal for the day was to teach discipline. Okay. So he has, um, he has them go into the hallway, and then he has them come back in, sit down with the best posture possible as fast as they can. They first do it, it was 15 seconds. That's how long it took to get the 30 kids into the room sitting down. Sounds like there's a lot of learning going on this day. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really does. He then keeps drilling them, and they get it down to seven seconds. And then there's Wait, so 30 kids running into the classroom, sitting, sitting down. at their seats that are in rows. Yes, in seven seconds. And then there's that one overarching kid that says, we can do it better. And they did it to five. I'm just thinking of like <laughs> the mad dash out of my class when the bell rings and how <laughs> that's pretty uniform and quick and that's longer than seven seconds. And I don't have 30 kids. This is the mad dash into the classroom. Uh, and sit down. I mean, okay. that's, it's impressive. It's really that's, impressive. That's pretty impressive, yes. I will give him that. He's, <laughs> he's taught his kids how to run in the class and sit down. Yes. yes. Anyway, which on his... Which standard is that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's core curriculum. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this is when I had chalkboards, too. On his chalkboard, he wrote strength through discipline on the board. All okay. right. He's creating his motto for this little experiment, okay? And... He gives them rules, okay? So the rules that they had was each student, when they answered a question, had to stand up, all right? I got nothing wrong with that. Right, well, that's, that's... they had to answer in three words or less, and they had to start it with Mr. Jones. So it had to be very, like, uniform, prompted answers. What if it's a complex question? Can't ask complex questions anymore. So it's literally you're either answering yes or no. Basically. Yep. Okay, once again, lots of learning going on in this classroom. Yes. Okay. And each student had to be seated properly by the late bell. So they had like four bells at the school, like ours. If they weren't seated down by the late bell, they failed the experiment. Okay. One student... Sure, that Mark, would fly over well with parents. Yeah. <laughs> One student, Mark Hancock, stated, it started out as a fun game with the most popular teacher at school. He told us, if you're, if you're an active participant, I'll give you an A. If you just go along with it, I'll give you a C. If you try a revolution, I'll give you an F, but if the revolution succeeds, I'll give you an A. So he's set this up the way he wants it. And this okay. is only supposed to be like a one-day experiment. He's already planning to go further. Okay. All right. 
So he's starting to get a little power hungry. Yeah, so he even sends all his revolutionaries to the library in exile. Like, he exiles these kids out of the class. What is the librarian thinking of this? <laughs> I don't know. There's, I don't know how many kids actually, like, didn't. I think there was only one the entire time. So, like, she's just kind of sitting there by herself in the library. Okay. You know, sad, I guess. Okay. Um, towards the end of the class, the students practice short reading and answering questions. With three words? Yes. Okay. The students that fell behind in the reading were reprimanded and then had to try again until it was sufficient enough. His whole idea is like to bring the class to the same standard of learning and like being able to communicate. So, so if you got something wrong, he just kept on grilling you until you got it right. Right. Like, like, yeah. Okay. Strength through discipline. Jones once stated that soon everyone in the class began popping up with answers and questions. The involvement level in the class moved from a few who always dominated discussion to the entire class. Even the stranger kids was the gradual improvement in the quality of answers. Everyone seemed to be listening more intently. New people were speaking. I'm still hung up on this you have to answer in three words thing. So <laughs> the, the quality of the answer is still not going to be that great. No. I... I, I Okay, it, I mean, you have two options basically. Yes, <laughs> no, no, maybe. If you get it wrong the first time, you're yes. down to fifty-fifty. It's not. Okay. Well, I think he was okay. more. I think he was more strict on the actual like reading part because you know they read their textbooks and whatever. He was like, you have to read it faster and like you have to be fluent in like your readings. You can't like uh uh and like okay. stop a lot. But I guess when he asked a question, it would be yes or no questions. Okay, makes sense. But anyway, that's the first day. Like, that's Monday. The, the experiment's supposed to be over. That doesn't answer the question at all of what was asked. So he, he just was able to get his kids to give really short answers and run into the classroom. That's it. Okay. No questions. No, the question that he was supposed to answer is nowhere near being answered. would like to hear that conversation at the dinner table. What did you do at school today? I ran into class and sat down. That's what Tuesday's for. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... On Tuesday, Jones was expecting to drop the experiment. However, as he entered the classroom, every student was seated properly, and there was 15 extra students standing in the back of the class. Students were leaving their actual classes and joining Jones's. Jones now had to make the important choice to end the experiment or continue knowing, not knowing where it could lead. All right, so what I'm starting to see is there's already a complete lack of control at the school. Yes and where there's no responsibility from other teachers to figure out where their missing students are. Yeah, the teachers hated Ron Jones, but no one stopped their students. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine that happening these days. No, it's like, just like, they know where we are at all times. Yes, yes. I mean, we, ask, we have to ask to do everything. Yes, uh, okay. Yeah, he continued the experiment even though he had no idea what he was doing. He made everything else that's going to happen off, like it's off the top of his head. Like, you ever heard the phrase off the cuff? Yes. Yeah, this is this. He's winging it. Yes. That always ends up well. Uh, well. Especially when you're doing something like this. Yep. Nothing's going to get out of hand. I got a good feeling about <laughs> Never. this. Never. So under his little motto, strength through discipline, he wrote strength through community. Alrighty. He then named his experiment or group the third wave and created a salute. Now the name's a little interesting. Jones was a surfer. I mean, they're in California beaches. He's a surfer. And he knows that, like, in the waves, the third wave is always the strongest one, oh, like, when it breaks. Okay? So... So not only is he cool, but he's deep. Yes. All right. Now I know why everyone loves Mr. Cool Ron. Cool Ron. <laughs> and then he made a salute. 
You were supposed to take your hand in the shape of a C and then cross it over above your heart. It's the like I don't understand how it's supposed to be a wave. I guess it like may look like a wave. I here's oh, I, yeah I don't. I'm know. I'm I'm curious on how much things have progressed from what was it 60, 68? 67. 67 to nowadays. Yeah. Where if you were walking around school. And you saw everyone doing salutes to somebody. That would definitely red flags would start going up pretty quickly. Like, think? typically, like the only time salutes are okay is like if you're a Boy Scout, Girl Scout, or you're in the military. Yeah, that's it. But here, I guess it's just normal practice. Every teacher has a salute. It's a tech. Okay, I don't know. Okay, this is going. It's great. weird. This very um, weird. Yes. <laughs> Jones believed in the power of community. He said during a lecture, community is that bond between individuals who work and struggle together. It's raising a barn with your neighbors. It's feeling that you are a part of something beyond yourself. A movement, a team, la raza, which is the race in Latin or whatever, and a cause. So, so like... Sounds very third Reiki. Yeah, it really does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he also um, didn't allow criticism of the third wave from the members. Like if you stood up and like wanted to speak your mind, he basically would exile you to the library. Once like, again, what is the librarian doing? What can they do? I mean, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, student person, you cannot come in here. You have no reason. Go back to class. <laughs> Whatever. That's logic. Gosh. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Jones is a weird guy. He became fascinated with like the results of the experiment and the simulation and he really did like being in charge of all these kids. Like as it's growing, he enjoyed the power. Oh, he was getting real power So hungry. he's he's manipulating uh, 14 and 15 year olds and he's Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. And that's Tuesday because he's Mr. Cool. It, it's Tuesday. Imagine uh, that one's even crazier going home. <laughs> we got a we got a sign today. <sighs> okay. And I doubt these kids actually told their parents what was going on. Okay. Well, maybe some of them did. Anyway, Wednesday rolls around, all right? So, as class started, Jones took index cards mm -hmm. and just started passing them around to the kids. And he was like, these are your membership cards. He goes, have these with you on all times. And then to three special students, he gave a red X, all right? The students with the red X were informers and were supposed to tell Jones about students who gathered in groups of more than two and didn't salute other members of ex er, and didn't salute other members, and they would be exiled to the library. Okay. So like he's he's setting up his his uh, KGB of the Gestapo. Uh, yes, the the Gestapo. He also introduced a new staple in the experiment: strength through action. So like now they're gonna start doing stuff. Mm. He learned he lectured sorry, how the members should take responsibility for their actions and be mature in their decision making. Uh, he began to observe students talking about being in something greater than themselves and being part of a group. And then Jones made the rule that all students had to work together on school assignments and homework. Okay. So he, he really wants to bring up the entire class intellect to like one level. Okay. So, I mean... I mean, that's a, that's a common belief in education that if you put your higher achieving students with your lower achieving students, the lower achieving students will rise up. Yeah. That's that's a common belief. Now, whether or not that happens, it's it I mean it's very 
there's a lot of lot more variables than just that. Mm -hmm. Okay. The smarter students were hesitant at first. Of Shocking. Course. Well, right, because they actually you know did their work and now they have to help the other kids. Right. It's like that group project where you're the only one that does stuff and the other three just sit there. It happens. A lot. But <laughs> as everyone began the work, all members did in <coughs> fact like they were open to becoming better students. Okay. So like I guess in a sense like the idea of like bringing the students up works better when everyone's on board with it. Yes. So I mean that makes sense. Um, this is funny. Jones recalls going into a faculty meeting all right and all the teachers are staring at him and they hate him and the principal stands up and salutes Jones with the C across his heart. Like <laughs> The principal doesn't even know what's going on. He's just seen it and decides to do it. Okay, that's always a good move. I'm just ran I'm going to just do this <laughs> random salute that I have no clue what it means, but I'm just going to do it. Why not? Yeah, that ends well. Yeah, always. well, truth be told, the other teachers, you know, didn't like his methods, and more and more students were just leaving the class, the other teachers' classes. What is going on? <laughs> no like, one's how stopping does this them. Happen? <laughs> now. Remember earlier when he talked about a revolution mm -hmm. and revolutionaries? There was, in fact, a revolution. The revolution was called the Breakers. You know, wave breaks, and okay. so like their idea was like we're gonna break the third. And these wave. are all the kids that have been um, disbanded or exiled to the library. It's only one girl. Only one girl. It's okay. only one girl. Okay. Her name is Shirley Townsley, or okay. Towsley. There's no end. She was exiled to the library after she asked if she could speak out against the third wave in class. Okay. He didn't like that, and so he exiled her to make a... See, I feel like the experiment could have ended there. <laughs> yes. Like, now you guys understand why people... Right. You exile one student, that's it. Yeah, end I, I the feel experiment. like I think the kids get the, the there, gist of it at that there's point. There's no point to keep going. Okay. All right. However... Other students were finding hope in the third wave as they went home and they informed their parents about the experiment. So now, like, people are talking about this thing. And the parents are just cool with this? Most of them, yeah. All right, so... There are a couple parents, however, who are concerned, and they asked their local rabbi to speak to Jones. Oh, yes, okay. Jones told the rabbi that the students were just studying the German people. The rabbi apologized for wasting his time and was not concerned about the experiment. I'm wondering if he left out some details. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yes. I'm sure his example, his, his, his explanation of this was just like plain. And, I, and I, have to, I have to assume, so let's see, if they're, so that means these kids were probably born in the 40s? I can imagine, yeah. So their parents probably knew of the Holocaust, Holocaust but yeah. didn't really know the full details, details yep. of it. So, okay. Yeah, I'm looking Maybe. at like late 40s. It's okay. high school, so yeah, late 40s, early 50s. Um, Jones uh, then reflected upon how men of the church stay away from politics of a country and how that leads to greater danger. So, like, he's cutting out, like, he's like, I don't want any more phone calls from rabbis or churches or anything. He was like, I don't want any more phone calls. It's bad. However, Jones was growing tired and he didn't know if he could continue and was extremely close to stopping at the advice of his wife. She's the only one who seems to have logic in this story. Instead, he takes it a step further and hires a bodyguard oh, and continues to run the school as a dictator. The kid that Jones hired um, 
he was someone that really didn't fit in well. He was uh, pretty awkward. And his name was Robert, okay? And he was like, the third wave is just a group where I can participate and everyone's equal on the same level. Is he not, is he not even like um, taking into account like the mental health of the students and like not the possibilities here of like- Not at all. Like serious, like traumatic, like- Yeah, this is- this Issues is, that he may be causing, okay. This is intense. Um, you know, the third wave was something <laughs> Robert could identify with. All right, and um, there's a story of Robert following Jones into like the staff's like room, like their break room, and um, which of course is close to students. Especially <laughs> back then, they were probably all smoking. Right, and then an English <laughs> teacher asks him, she goes, what are you doing in here? And Robert responds with, I'm his bodyguard, and then just stands at the door and waits for John to get his lunch. It's, it's so weird. All right, legit. Just I need a bodyguard. That's it. <laughs> yep, that, that's what you're missing. And that's Wednesday. Then it could be Mr. Cool Joe. <laughs> yep. That that's Wednesday. Okay. A lot's happened. On that's Wednesday. a lot that's happened in three days. Yes. And the, the at the speed at which these children have <laughs> turned is the third Donner, Donner Party esque. Yes. The Third <laughs> Reich took nine years. Well, eh, give or take. Yeah, give or take. The third wave has taken three days. Okay. Okay. It's, it's intense. Thursday, Ron Jones comes into school, and a World War II veteran, who was also a German POW, had broken into the school, had broken into Ron Jones' room, and then just destroyed everything. Flipped desks, tore down posters, like, like ransacked the room. Good security. Okay. Yeah. He was, the, the veteran was distraught about what he'd done, and when I found him that morning, he was crying in front of Ron, jo Ron Jones's door, and it was, it was pretty intense. I mean, I can see how someone like that would be very upset at well, what was happening. It sounds like he is suffering, he has PTSD, yeah. and this has triggered him. Definitely. And you would think as an adult, you would see this. And be like, wow, okay. And be like... All right, we're done here. Talking. We're done here. All right, <laughs> let's stop. This is going too far. Okay, but I have, Ron, I have a feeling Ronnie's not going to do this again. No, okay. this isn't going to be in his lesson plans. Okay, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Stopping the experiment? No, no oh, not a thing. I thought you meant an angry veteran destroying your classroom. Oh, that wasn't in his lesson plans. Either. Oh, that's okay. No, but then by Thursday things really start to escalate. Like escalate, which you think it's already escalated, but no, it gets it gets better. Okay. So Ron is really thinking about shutting down the experiment. Like there are reports of fist fights and like attacks on different people because of people like the third wave is stupid and then like third wave members would attack them. Key, key, <laughs> key word in your phrasing here, he was thinking about. Thinking. So he still hasn't done it. No. So now he's actually causing open like assault on other students and he's, okay. Just keep on going. Strength through action. All right. There you go. Okay. Okay. Also, the the third wave was up to two hundred students. He started with ninety. He's added a hundred and ten students somewhere. Different classrooms and two other schools in the system. So like kids aren't even showing up to their own school anymore. They're just walking into his school. How does this happen? <laughs> 
Okay. I mean, there's it's crazy. The 60s must have been a different time where you can yes. just choose where you want to go. And yes, definitely. That you want to take. Okay. Jones once said, I was in pretty bad shape myself. I was now acting instinctively as a dictator. Don't goes, feel sorry for him. <laughs> oh, I was benevolent. And I daily argued to myself on the benefits of the learning experience. By this, the fourth day of the experiment, I was beginning to lose my own arguments. As I spent more time playing the role, I had less time to remember its rationale, origins, and purpose. Jones believed he couldn't end the experiment as too many students would be confused and it could endanger the rest of the school year for them. So, I mean, there's the small mental health thinking. Uh, so, he, he's gone into this to show his kids this is how the, the, uh, a good chunk of the German public did what they did right. during World War II. I think it could actually be also a case study on this is how dictators become crazy. There you go. And completely power hungry. There you go. Because it's taken him four days to do the same and he's an adult. <laughs> right. I mean. Where he is just caught up in the moment and he just gets carried away. Okay. And also, you're looking at a bunch of students. I mean, I can attest to that. We're easily swayed by stuff. I mean, we can't make up our own minds half the time. Most, most people can't. Right. But like. Just look at the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, however, he doesn't end the experiment, and his class starts on Thursday. He posts two more bodyguards at the door of the oh. Wave HQ, now his oh. room. Okay. okay. And on the board, he writes strength through pride. So he's given them four, like, distinct, like, hey, this mottos. is our motto. Okay. Their main motto is strength through discipline, though. Like, that, have, that stays the entire time. Do they have armbands yet? No. They do, though. They get them eventually. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, each class had grown to about 90 to 100 kids. Um, it's Where are intense. they sitting? <laughs> I don't... They're standing. They're just standing. It's standing room only at this point. There's just kids everywhere. All right? And uh, that Thursday, Jones would explain the real reason behind the third wave. So he's, like, making this up still. He told his students that the third wave was a new political party that was going to change the American government. So, you know, that young socialist thing, mm -hmm. yeah, that's back again. Okay. All right. He also told the students that over the United States, there was like thousands of schools, tens of thousands of teachers and students who were joining this third wave party. Okay. So Which made sense because you have students from like other schools coming in. Okay. Okay. He then called out three names, all right, of just students in the class and they stood up. He had them escorted to the library to join the other girl in there. So there's like four people in the oh, yeah. library, but so it, the revolution's failing at this point. There's no, you're too strong. It's like one person versus okay. everyone else. And so now the librarian's getting stuck with more people. It's only four, it's not that bad. He also mentioned that the new leader of the party would be revealed at an assembly on Friday, the next day at noon. The rally though was for WAVE members only. Okay. Yeah. So so he is planning an assembly during the middle of the school day, and the principal's still just cool with this. I guess. Okay. I mean, the principal hasn't stopped it yet. <laughs> Good leadership there. Jones was extremely worried, <laughs> though, that the students would laugh at this idea and that the experiment would just like just break into chaos and riots. Like, he was afraid that this is going to be the end, which I don't know why. If the students had followed him everywhere else up to this point, I don't know why him saying this wouldn't have been... Like, I don't know why he was worried about that. Because he's, he's too worried about not being cool Mr. Ron. That's true. 
He's, he he yeah. he plays that persona, and I I yeah. think that's that's the issue there. It's like oh. <laughs> All these kids are going to be mad at me because I have manipulated them to think of, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Rem- remember those armbands? Yeah. Well, here we are. All right. The students started having ideas in the class. Ooh. They said, we should wear white shirts, <laughs> white, white button-up shirts and black pants. We should get navy blue patches with the C, like a, like a water, like the wave crest on them, and wear them on our arms. And Jones claimed that one student stood up and mentioned an ad in the New York Times about the third wave. This was a major coincidence. The third wave is the name of a labor union for a lumber yard in New York. Okay. It just happened to be that they didn't really explain that well in the ad. They just said the third wave, and it happened to be in this magazine article. Okay. So, like, now all the students believe them. Like, there's no doubt about it. Every student in so that class. So it's equivalent of, like, the modern use of Twitter or... Yeah, basically. Snapchat yeah. or whatever you guys use. Yeah, well, I don't have Snapchat, but yeah. Face- Facebooks. Yeah. <laughs> Jones ended Thursday by telling all the students to meet on Friday at 12, and you're not allowed to tell any of the non-members. That's of course it. not. That, that's how Thursday ends. It's intense. Friday comes. It's the big day. Jones got to school early. He went into their auditorium, he set up banners and like signs, and he put like a TV, like an old box TV, oh, in the well middle of the those stage. Days. Yep. Oh, those were those It's were just in the middle days. of the stage on this like rolly cart. Okay? You, don't, you don't know the excitement of <laughs> seeing that box TV strapped down to a cart getting rolled into your classroom. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. At 11.30, students began entering the room and filling each row. And by 12 o'clock, every student was seated and completely silent, which is also impressive. That is, yes. There were, no, there were over 200 students gathered for this viewing. Jones had even persuaded some of his friends to act like reporters, journalists, and photographers. And they were going around interviewing kids and, like, taking photos and, like, like he even placed guards at the door. Like, he got, like, bigger guys to just stand at the door and act like guards. Like, this isn't, like, he's going all out for it. As Jones stood on the stage, he saluted, and every student saluted back. Then, they began chanting their motto, Strength Through Discipline, a couple at first, you know, it's quiet, and then as they, like, as more people join, they're, like, yelling this in this auditorium. So, like, they're just yelling Strength Through Discipline as loud as they can in this auditorium. All right? At 12.05, Jones turns on the TV set. All right, you know, (laughs) you can imagine the excitement in the room. All right? And students are like, as he says, they're just dead, like, staring at this thing. It was just the white screen. It's just your white noise screen. That's it. Jones, the reporters, and the guards all got up and left. And one student remembers watching a video of, like, concentration camps. And you know how they'd, like, put them in the room, like, they put them in wherever they're going, and then mm-hmm. they just leave? Well, he believed that Jones was going to kill them. Like, that was his fear. Oh, okay. And he jumps up and says, they're going to kill us. And then another student jumps up and shouting. He's like, there is no leader. The students are, like, going into chaos, okay? Like, it's bad. And all the other members, they were, like, about to attack this guy for their disbelief. Like, the guy Mm -hmm. that's like, he's going to kill us. There's no leader. They're about to attack him. Like, they're all about to beat this kid up. Then Jones returns to the stage and turns off the TV. He tells the members that there really was no leader, and it's not a national party. And there were no other schools, no other teachers, and no other students participating in this third wave. 
which you know he made up. A direct quote from him said, you have been used, manipulated, used and manipulated, shoved by your own desires into the place you now find yourself. You are no better or worse than the German Nazis we have been studying. Then with that, he turned on the projector that was behind him. And on it was the Third Reich National Anthem. It was the red swastikas, the famed videos of the German army, and Hitler saluting each one of them. And then he also showed videos of like teens fighting in battle and like being part of the German war machine. Okay. Like he's he showed them what they've become basically. One student stated that the room was completely still as if everyone had died. All right. He goes on to explain to the students that it was easier to create a structured and inclusive society that everyone had a part in than to be a normal high school class. He talked about how he saw students create a unified group towards a greater cause and they challenged each other to be better. So like, he's, <laughs> he's really messed with these kids. <laughs> he then forced every single student in that room to secrecy. He told them they could never truly admit how easy it was to follow this, this cause. And they weren't allowed to talk about the assembly. No, there's, a, okay. there's a reason it was for only members. Jones, dis Jones destroyed all the photography film. All right? He destroyed everything. Like, there was nothing left. Burn it all. Okay? Seems like a cover-up. Right. <laughs> and then Jones recalls having to comfort students as they walked on the stage, like, sobbing on his shoulder. <laughs> like Robert was one of them Robert no joke turns around and just starts sobbing on Jones's shoulder and he was like what am I going to do now I don't fit in anywhere else it's, it's pretty it's pretty bad I'd say so yeah well during his teaching career Jones mentioned the experiment but never talked about the rally as that was something he truly wanted to forget his biggest regret or he was deeply regretful for allowing the experiment to go along go on as long as it did. But he taught the lesson and answered the question of how could the German soldiers, teachers, railroad conductors, nurses, tax collectors, and the average citizen claimed at the end of the Third Reich that they knew nothing of what was going on? How can people be a part of something and then claim at the demise that they were not really involved? What causes people to blank out their own history? So he believes he actually answered the question like, that's a very complex answer to a question. I have a few, uh, but he was, okay. So I understand what he's trying to do. Right. I, I have a feeling, though, if you would have asked the students, like, were, were you involved? They would have been like, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, right. And once again, I feel like the experiment could have lasted one day. All yeah. I had to do was exile that one child out. Yeah. Um, okay. But I mean, again, very complex this, answer. This could never be done today. Today, no. no, because one, the kids going from school to school and classroom to classroom. Yep. I have a feeling there would be a greater number of students that would just say, "This is stupid. I'm not participating." Right. Um, parents would be in an uproar. Yeah. Principal would probably step in and do something. Different times. Probably couldn't have strangers with cameras walking into your school taking pictures of kids. Nope doesn't really fly these days not at all nope nope and as as that kind of, that kind of theme that we've been alluding to here i feel like you're 
generation's understanding of the Holocaust is, is a lot greater than what theirs probably were. Right. Where those, you guys would be able to identify those red flags pretty quickly. Right. I mean, we've, we've learned about it pretty much mm -hmm. since sixth grade. Yeah. So, I mean, these students didn't learn about that mm -hmm. though since sixth grade because it was such a new thing. Um, Ron Jones was denied tenure that year and was Shocking. fired. Shocking. <laughs> and was fired. Uh, many of the students involved in the experiment protested the decision by the Board of Education to fire the to fire their Jones to fire Jones, but they wouldn't change their final vote. After his teaching career was over, he went. They, another school hired him. That's the thing. Like, oh, what yeah. do you put on your resume? Like, why were you fired? Can't really talk about it. After his teaching career was over, he spent his time helping adults with disabilities. And when he did teach, he was not allowed to use any unorthodox methods. It had to be textbook and paper. Oh, yeah. That was it. Students of the experiment still look back at the horror that ensued at the school in just a short time and remember never crossing that moral line that they believe um, that they did cross. Uh, they didn't realize at the time how bad it truly was to, you know, you can't just go around joining them. Socialist party, and you just whatever can't. party, <laughs> whatever or whatever that the was. The party that had no 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 ideals. Right. Like it was a party on based on nothing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it became. Like I mean, a also great also like. There's there's a reason why teachers can't share their political views. Right. Because of things like this. Yes. Because how easily. Yeah. Swayed young minds are. Definitely. Correct. So in Germany. All right, in 2008, there was a movie created. It's called Die Welle. It mm -hmm. means the well in German. All right? Um, students in Germany are required to watch and then learn about this experiment. I don't know <laughs> how that equates over, but okay. they, they are. And, yeah, that, that's the third wave. So not three people waving at you or the annoying baseball. Okay. Something far worse. It's much, much no, worse. Okay. Yeah, once again, just kind of don't think that could ever. No. That would ever fly these days. It, it doesn't it would, work. It, it wouldn't work this day. And right. I, I have a feeling that teachers would have enough common sense to be like, yeah. there's probably other ways of doing this. I mean, as a teacher yourself, you know, you, you see when it's time to stop something that yes. could go to, or not even start something that could go this far. Correct. So it, it is different times, different. Different teaching methods. I guess. So, uh, that's the third wave. Wow. I guess be on the lookout for Bass Reeves next. Yes, Bass Reeves. All right. American West hero. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tune in next week. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.